Welcome to the Sample Chapter Podcast, the show where authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. Here's your host, Jason A. Meiske. Hey, welcome back, everyone. This is episode 70 of the Sample Chapter Podcast. My name is Jason, and I am your host here on the show where authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. Today, we're going to be having a lovely chat with the one and only young adult urban fantasy author, Brenna Carricker. You don't want to miss out on it. It's, it's such a great conversation. It's coming up in just a couple of minutes, so stay tuned. Hey, like I said, this is the show where authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. If you have a recommendation for an author that you would like to come on the show, or perhaps if you are an author yourself and you have published your first book or it's about to come out, reach out to me. Don't be shy. Send me an email. Contact me on Facebook or Twitter. Any of those methods. You can follow us on there. Probably email would be the best way to ensure that it's coming directly to me. And our email is samplechapterpodcast at gmail.com. Send me an email. Let me know who you are and that you want to come on the show or that you have a recommendation for the show. And I will be more than happy to do everything in my power to get the, get a hold of this person and get them on. Regardless, uh, like I said, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter. Our YouTube channel is really getting a lot of hits lately. We're getting more views all the time. I think uh, I think people are starting to really dig that whole idea of getting to see what the book cover is as you listen to the episode. So I think that's uh, turning out pretty nice. We've got a couple of subscribers. Thank you for all of you out there subscribing to the show. And thank you also for everybody who's checking out the backlist. I've been noticing that, you know, the episodes themselves, we have a devoted group who listen to every episode brand new when it comes out. But man, that backlist just keeps getting more and more listens all the time. People going back and checking out other authors who, you know, that I've been so grateful to that have come on the show and uh, read chapters from their books. So hopefully you're finding an author and a book or two or maybe three that you are liking. And, and, you know, don't forget, if you have found one that you like, make sure you leave them a review. Let them know how much you like their book. And if you wouldn't mind, you could even throw in a little thing saying, hey, I heard about this book from the Sample Chapter podcast. This is what I think of the book, and go from there. Uh, you know, if you're in a really giving mood, make sure you hop on over to iTunes or YouTube and leave me a review on there. Let me know what you think of the show. Any of those things, I'm sure the authors and I know I would really appreciate it. <laughs> but anyway, it means a lot to all of us, and I just want to thank you. Uh, it's it's I just love spending my time here on the show, and I love reaching out to you all, and uh, especially hearing back from you. Well, not a lot to share this week for uh, for me on the writing world. I've been preparing for the upcoming workshop that's uh, this weekend, uh, June 8th, here in Warrensburg. I'm working on a newsletter that I'm getting ready to kick off. That's going to be part of, it'll be more so on the writing side of my life. Uh, so if you sign up for the newsletter, you're going to hear news about me. But I will be including a section on there of authors who have been on the show that I've had a chance to talk to. So once this newsletter is all set, if you are interested, I'll make sure and post a link or tell you where to go so you can click on there and, and get on there. Uh, I will also have the book cover reveal all set. It's going to be this weekend at the uh, the Writers of Warrensburg workshop. Like I said, that is taking place this Saturday. I'm really excited for it. It's our fourth annual 
it's going to be really, really cool. It's my first time getting to be a, one of the presenters for the event. I shared on the Twitter and Facebook pages the newspaper article that just came out on it. So if you want to read more about it, you can there. If you would like to uh, attend, I do know as of right now, <laughs> June 4th, there were two more spots available. So if you are interested in coming into the area for that for the event itself, make sure to reach out to me or go to the links and pull up that news article. And you can see where to uh, you know who to contact to grab one of those spots. It's going to be a fun time, it's a fun day with some wonderful food, and you're going to learn a lot. And uh, you know, and I get to do a little bit of talking myself, so hopefully I can give you something informative about podcasting as an author. And then, of course, we have the book signing that's going to be afterwards at Reader's World here in Warrensburg. So, you know, I would love it if you came by and check it out. That's where my book cover reveal is going to be taking place, is there at that event. I'll have it up on my table, all set and ready to go. And then as soon as the newsletter is ready, I'll include that with my uh, with my first newsletter. So, lots of lots of cool things going on, but at the same time, not a lot of news either. It's kind of odd. Like now that I voice it, it's like, wow, what, what the heck am I talking about? But uh, if you're a writer, I think you probably know what I'm talking about. If you're a reader, please have patience with me. <laughs> anyway, uh, but I do want to make sure and give a big shout out. Thank you so much to our sponsors, U Store All here in Warrensburg, Missouri. Uh, they are the premier self storage facility. If you are looking to store your goods for any length of time, you will do no better than contacting U-Storeall. They have climate control and non-climate control self-storage units. Uh, the climate control is a true climate control, meaning it has heating, air conditioning, and dehumidification. They have more than 60 cameras between two facilities. It's gated. It's your own private gate code. Oh my gosh, just security like you wouldn't believe. Make sure you go online and check them out at ustoreall.net. That's spelled the letter U. S-T-O-R-A-L-L dot net. I also want to give a big shout out to our uh, network friends, Pop Goes the Culture. They have a lot of wonderful shows on there. Uh, some of the guys are taking a little vacation right now, much deserved vacation. But uh, still, they have some great shows with their uh, the Alamo Drafthouse Backlot, the uh, Back in Time podcast, and so many more. Make sure you head on over to Pop Goes the Culture. You can click on the link in the show notes. And uh, check out everything they have to offer, whether it's podcasts or if you like to read articles about pop culture news, it's all there. So check them out at Pop Goes the Culture. And of course, uh, my my big sponsor, the one that I just absolutely adore, Scrivener Writing Software. They are so incredible. I love this app. I love their services. And I use it all the time. Uh, if, if you've been listening to the show for any length of time, you know I've got it on my desktop, I have it on my laptop, and I have it on my phone. So that way I can open up my, my phone anywhere I am and get right back into where I left off on my laptop for my story. And it's just incredible software. It is so intuitive, and it just it's everything you want as a writer. And make sure if you're interested in picking up a copy of it for yourself, don't forget to use the code CHAPTER. Whenever you go to check out and you'll get 20% off your desktop version. So check them out. Follow the links in the show notes. And don't forget that code CHAPTER to save some money. Well, this week, like I said, we have 
young adult urban fantasy author Brenna Carricker. She escapes the mundane real world for the fantastic and adventuresome worlds of her own imagination. <laughs> Not only was she a complete joy to talk to. I mean, she would tell you that she's a uh, that she's an introvert. But after talking with her for a while, I'm not so sure about that. Uh, you know, she seems like she likes to get out there and and be a little wild. She does some things that you're going to hear about. That it's like, whoa, wow, you did that. I think she's like so many authors. Uh, we all just just give us a minute to get going and talking about the things that we're passionate about, and then oh man, we're not going to stop. And I just loved it. It was so much fun talking with her. Uh, we got a chance to go back and we talked about, you know, how she got the inspiration for, for this, her very first book, Chasing Light Shadow. It just came out June 1st. So the book is available right now. It's got a great launch. It's going really well. So make sure you hop over there and, and pick up a copy for yourself. I've already got my copy and I can't wait to dive in. Uh, we're going to talk about the inspiration for that book. We're talking about expression through art and the writer's mindset. So many wonderful things. You are in for a treat. So much good stuff. So let's get you on over to that interview with Brenda Carricker right after a few words from Scribner. Jason here. Hey, I wanted to take a moment and tell you about my favorite writing tool, Scribner. Now I know you've heard about Scribner because their writing software has been embraced by hundreds of thousands of other writers like you and I, from the novice to best-selling novelists. The reason we all use it is because of Scribner's core concept to bring all the writing tools you use together in a single application. And with tools like automatic backup, character maps, project goals, and let's not forget that amazing corkboard, you can see why I use Scribner every day. As a bonus for Sample Chapter Podcast listeners, use code CHAPTER for 20% off your desktop version. Scrivener Writing Software, built by writers for writers. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Sample Chapter Podcast. This week, I'm so thrilled. I'm so honored. More or less, we're, we're jumping across over to uh, sunny California. I am speaking with YA urban fantasy author, Brenna Carricker. Brenna, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. I the excited <laughs> I am so excited to have you here. I'm I'm flubbing all my lines as you can tell. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um so I live in California, um northern California. So people always think I, you know, no celebrities or go surfing. I don't. Um I one of my the most special thing is I have three cats and three dogs. So I'm definitely a pet mom. And I'm actually going to school right now. Um, I have one year left for my bachelor's in English. Um, I'm going to uh, be a teacher. And then, but in the meantime, I work at a dealership. So that's not pretty cool. Um, and then I def I write in my spare time, which is probably my most favorite thing to do in the world. Um, and that's what I'm a, a pretty big introvert. So don't mind me like stuttering or getting nervous. <laughs> No, no, not at all. And I've definitely noticed your uh, obsession with with cats uh, since we met on Twitter, and I've gotten to see your your cats and your dogs. And wow, yeah, I cats are my favorite, and I I usually have a lot of cat things. Like I'm actually wearing a cat shirt right now, um, <laughs> which I know is pretty nerdy, but yeah, they're I, my cat's actually here right on my lap. Um, 
And yeah, if you follow me on Twitter or anywhere, you'll see I'm always like, especially Instagram. Um, I'm always flaunting my cat. My cats are so photogenic, so I'm just always flaunting them. My my dog's not really so. <laughs> That's all right. And you know, speaking of nerdy, I, I'm wearing a Back to the Future shirt right now, so don't worry. About oh, nice. Okay, so we're two <laughs> peas in a pod. We're good. There you go. Oh my gosh, I almost said that word earlier too, and I thought, well, I don't know if you'll know that because I think I'm a lot older than you. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a I have a pretty youthful face, um, but I'm actually turning 30 in two months in August. Um, I'm a Leo. So, and it's weird too, because like, because I'm going to be a teacher, I've been on um, like a high school campus a lot. And uh, it's like, I'm always, I actually had one point where I, I had my backpacks, like came just from my college class. And like one person's like, oh, are you supposed to be in the hall? Like, you know, you need a hall pass. And I was like, oh, I'm <laughs> an adult. <laughs> like, I didn't know what to say, which I do have tattoos, but it was like cold and I was wearing like a sweater. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I was still apologizing. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't have one. I'm an adult. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to be when I, when I become like an actual teacher, but. Oh, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. My, my wife is, she's also got that very youthful face and she's finishing up her master's right now after uh, retiring from the military. She's ready to move on to her next thing. So she's about to finish. Her oh, master's. That's so cool. And yeah, she's been the, um, one of the older people on campus. And uh, I don't think she's been mistaken for a teacher yet, but she also hasn't been mistaken as a student either. Usually there's like, Oh, you're here for the class. Okay. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got your, uh, your very first book, chasing light shadows coming out June 1st, uh, which mm -hmm. has, this should be airing June 4th. So the book just came out a couple of days ago as this airs. Okay. I, I'm excited for you. This Thank is, you. this looks amazing. I, I mean, we got um, uh, vampires, magic mermaids, and one of my favorite things, poker. <laughs> yeah, um, um, the, the book definitely has a lot. Um, it's kind of a, it's very action-y. Um, I mean, they go through the portal, so there's a lot of different things they go through. Um, you're going to see probably almost every mythical creature you can think of, even just in passing, you know. But that's what I, I mean, I've always had a big imagination. And, um, like, especially with, you know, us nerds, like Back to the Future and everything, like, regular life's so mundane, you know. So if you can write and imagine things especially with me like I want to imagine the most fantastical things I can mm -hmm. um but with my book and this I had to like write it on my Facebook because my Facebook's more for like fr like close friends and family and I have you know like Christian family like grandma and grandpas and they're like I can't wait to read your book and I'm like okay but um there is like darker tones and there is like you know demons <laughs> there's poker and alcohol and so it's like and I think that stems from like when I read when I was younger because I didn't have the best childhood so when I was a teenager um to escape I, I really loved Holly Black um and her mm -hmm. stuff is really dark and it's always about a girl that had a hard upbringing just like my main character Ellie and um and then they get thrusted into like this like mythical world and so that's, that's what I kind of went off of. So there is, there is darker tones, but it's very like, if you want to escape for a little bit like that, this book will help you do that. Okay. Yeah. I, I've got uh, a lot of family the, the same way where I was really surprised when they read my book. I thought, oh, um, <laughs> aunt and uncle are reading my book and it's got a lot of adult themes and it like, okay, this would be interesting. And 
yeah, I got their review later and, and they were nice. They were like, yeah, it was very, it was very good. It was very yeah <laughs> different. I, was, <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to write that, Jason. I, went, <laughs> I didn't think you yeah. would. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to be cringing when my grandma's like, I bought your book. I'm going to be like, oh, okay. Like, you have to tell me what you think. I swear I'm the same person, but I just, I had to let it go. Like I post on my Facebook, my grandma texts me about it. I text her about it. And it's just, it's art. It doesn't mean I'm twisted on the inside, you know? And, and that's the thing about art is you can express anything you want and doesn't mean that it pertains to exactly what you're feeling, but they're, they're I like darker tones, you know, and we see it yeah. everywhere, you know, Game of Thrones. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I think by writing that way, I think it comes across more realistic it's it's more believable and yeah. if we if we hold back as an author if we hold back those feelings the things that were like yeah the story is taking me this direction and we don't do it because we're worried somebody's going to think this or that well then we're not being true to the story and it's not gonna turn out the way you wanted it to and it's not going to be as good yeah that's so true actually i really like that you said that because you you say things that i am like saying but i can't like I can't put into words. So thank you. But yeah, I, I like wholeheartedly agree with that. <laughs> well, you're making me sound better than I am, but uh, that's okay. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. <laughs> well, so tell us about the, uh, the inspiration, like where, you know, you, I know you were talking about the series that you would read and, and uh, that's the kind of like, what kind of led you in this direction, but what inspired this idea? Like uh, how, how this got going? Yeah. Um, so it was kind of two things mostly. Um, I'm a big Ghibli fan. Um, and I had, when I started writing this, I had recently watched Howl's Moving Castle and I really loved, um, how like a girl met like this powerful man. Um, and she like gets thrust into this world. And so I really, and I loved Howl. I was like, okay, he's such a good character. Um, and then recently or around that time too, I was working at a pet store and where I live, um, our city, um, it was booming during the gold rush. So we have like these big skyscrapers um, that are abandoned. Um, and every, they're like popular. And like there's always like debates whether we should tear them down or reconstruct them. And um, the little pet shop I worked at was like right next in, in an alley right next to one of the big skyscrapers. Mm. And um, one day I was walking, to, walking from my car and I saw the like one of the doors was busted open probably from like a homeless person and so I peeked in there and um and I just started like wondering like oh what if there's like you know a magical person in there or whatever you know when you have imagination you just think about stuff like this and um and so I just was like oh my god like I have to write this down like I was so inspired and after watching Hell's Moving Castle and like magic and like um wizards um and that that's how it started and my main character when she's running basically from bad things in her life, she comes across the abandoned building and she finds light who, um, who's in there. Yeah. Wow. So that, so weirdly I got inspired from an old decrepit building, I guess. Well, that's, that's awesome. I mean, I, I'm, I'm totally blown away that you actually like went over there and looked inside. I think I probably would have done the same thing. I, it, I love looking in old buildings, but I could totally also see though, how that could inspire you to like, well, who would be here and what would they be doing? And oh, and then all of a sudden the story's going. Yeah. Wow. I probably should have more like peeked in there and was like, oh, I wonder like if there's like a group of homeless people, like more realistic, <laughs> you know, but instead I went like the opposite. I was like, 
what if there's a magic alchemist guy in here or something, you know? So, but I feel like I, I'm glad I have that about me because it allows me to kind of like see things different than other people, I think. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you're a writer. We know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We know. Yeah. Whenever I'm, I'm, and, and it's, I can't remember who I was speaking with recently, but uh, we were, I was talking about uh, Game of Thrones and I'm watching it and I'm looking at things completely different from how my wife is looking at it. And she's asking me, what do you think? What's going to happen? How's it going to end? And I'm saying this and it's, she's like, you're crazy. No way. What do you, where did you get that? And she's telling yeah. me, and yeah, I just, you know, you, you, I think the writer's mind is a weird one and mm -hmm. um, yeah, we we diagnose things in a much different way than than a lot of people. Yeah, I think we can spend our time differently too because like I can if I'm waiting on something like yeah, I'll have my phone and sometimes I'll get on like check Facebook or Instagram, but I can also like just stare off into space and just be totally fine and just be like off somewhere or like I like to drive in silence sometimes and honestly that's when I come up with the best best book ideas is like when I'm driving especially cuz mm. the the university I go to it's an hour away and it's just like driving in silence you come up with um some really good ideas I feel like yeah yeah absolutely I during my even though I'm busy all day with my job I have a lot of time oh, to myself right. oh that's all right <laughs> hi there buddy uh, <laughs> I, I have a lot of time to myself for listening to podcasts or audiobooks or I'll if I'm really stuck on a scene in my book, I'll turn on my music and then I just kind of get oh, yeah. lost. I get lost in the music and I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, yeah, well, all right. You know, this, oh, I've got it. All right. There we go. <laughs> so yeah, it, no. it, if you don't mind my asking, so for me, mm -hmm. it took me about seven years to complete my, uh, my first book from when yeah. I had the first idea to when I finally got it done. So when was this, when did you start this with the, the idea conception of finding that building to uh here coming up it's about to come out um so i so when that happened when i came across the abandoned building um i was working at the pet shop but that was 2012 2013 um and it took me a while to write it because i just didn't think i could so i was like oh it'll probably be like maybe a short story or like you know just like a little story in the book somewhere that I wrote um but then you know then I'm like no I think I can I can write this as a book um so but then you know having the confidence to do and I've always worked too so it's not like I was like able to like sit down and like just write every day mm. um so yeah so and then there was um you know and then you'd give up so I'd finish it um probably I think I finished it 2014 actually and then um then I tried you know doing the traditional way and then like doing research about query letters and synopsis and mm -hmm. that's when I got like beta readers and critique partners um I went on to agentqueryconnect.com um which is a really good website where you can um have people um read your query letters um, your hooks your synopsis find beta readers um so that helped me a lot um and I think I did like a round of doing, of querying agents. Um, and then I thought, I remember I did get some like partial requests and I know one time I did get a full, um, but those didn't pan out. And then, you know, especially being a writer or an artist, when you get so many rejections, you're like, I thought 
like I, I can't do this. Like I'm stupid. This is stupid. And so I think I, I gave up like for a year or so. Um, and then I came back and I think I queried again, um, like 2016 and like same thing, like a couple partials. Um, and, but it was no's. And so then I think I gave up again. Um, and then, you know, then I found the writing community, like on Twitter and everything. And I was, um, I think as a writer, you kind of feel like traditional publishing is that's how you win and indies when you give up. And I think it took me a while to realize that that's not the case whatsoever. And um, indie publishing is really taking off. And and I realized like that's more what I want to do because traditional, it's, it's kind of ugly, you know, like I don't want to talk bad about (laughs) it, but it's kind of like you have to do this personalized letter to this person that you've never met you have to do research on them mm-hmm. begging them like hey make my dream come true meanwhile you get like an automatic response like that's not what we're looking for and you yeah. keep getting them over and over and so it's kind of like why do I have to ask people for my dream to come true when I feel like okay like yeah there's werewolves and vampires which I do a different twist on them um, and that's not what they're looking for. Um, but I know there's people out there that want to read it. I love, I like it. And I know there's people, especially when you go in the writing community, you see like everyone's writing what they want to write. And that, it's so beautiful and welcoming and positive. And so like, it's, I'm sad how long it took me to find that, but I was like, I don't, this isn't for me. Like I want to do it myself. Like I don't want to have to rely on somebody to have it happen to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So Sorry, I kind of went too much in there. I'm like, ah. but, but yeah, so um, I don't even remember what the question was, but, but yeah, I just, um, I just feel like if there's anyone out there that's like, I don't know if I could write a book. Well, number one, yes, you can. If you have an idea and like, this is something that you want to do, you can do it and you'll be amazed how much you can sit down and write. Um, and then I also feel like if they feel like other people won't like it or if they keep getting rejections, then that's not the end. That just means you have to, you know, put yourself out there a little bit more and reach out there like without assistance from anyone else, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm totally nodding my head. I'm about to, my head's about to fall on my lap. I'm shaking it so much <laughs> agreeing with everything that you're saying. Cause yeah, going back to the agents or the publishers or whatever, I mean, we're writing this thing out and somebody that we've never met is going to judge us based on this piece of paper. And they may not even look at it. They may go, I've got this stack that I've got to get through. So the top half is getting automatically rejected. Mm -hmm. And and it's, yeah, I'd much rather somebody read my book and judge me based on how I worked. I'd I'd much rather go ahead and keep writing and and grow as a writer. Yeah. As as opposed to trying to get that other um, acknowledgement, I guess would be the way to put it. Yeah. And it causes people to give up. Like I gave up quite a few times for years and that's that's so not the case like just because one person somewhere um is like this isn't what we're looking for that doesn't mean that your writing isn't good and your story isn't great you know yeah i agree completely well i something i was uh i caught this when you were mentioning it earlier with your character um ellie in your mm-hmm. book so one of the things when I first started this the show was I wanted to make sure to point out names that look one way, but maybe they are said a different way or something. So I'm glad you said mm-hmm. Ellie, because I was I was going to ask you about that, how how her name is pronounced 
I was I was looking at going, is it Eloise or Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. So yeah, her her full full name is El- Eloise. Eloise Wild. Um, but then like her dad and like friends will call her Ellie. Um oh, and she has okay. one other nickname too, is the main character Light, he calls her Lou. <laughs> okay. All right. So, okay. Well, there we go. So that uh, was right then. All right. Well, that's cool then. Cause you get, sometimes you get uh, in, in a fantasy, you'll get some, a name that you're going like, Whoa, what is that? Uh, or, do you yeah. get, or, or you get a name like my last name and people are going like, who are you? So it's not Schwarzenegger, but it's, it's there. It's close. So, but uh, you know, it, 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 that's cool then. So I'm glad we got that figured out then. And uh, yeah. So Eloise, great. Mm-hmm. Perfect. All right. I'm, I'm so excited for you. Uh, you are so far ahead of where I was with my first book and I'm, I'm just so excited. I know this is going to do great and you can count on that. I, this is going in my, on my list of uh, books to read. I'm going to have be right there on June 1st when this comes available. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you. Been, that means a lot. Well, you have been a delight to talk to you and you are certainly a, a hero to the indie network <laughs> oh my gosh not even but thank you where, where can people find you online um so my twitter is where i'm most um active um and so that's just at my name for my character um and then i have also um i also have a website that's Brenna character books um and there's like a um subscription list so you can sign up on there um for any updates and, and everything. Um you can also follow me on Instagram, which is Bryn underscore rights underscore stuff. Um and you'll just see a lot of cat pictures. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And since as of the airing of this uh this episode, the book will have been out just a couple of days before, I'll make sure to have a link in the show notes for all of that and for the uh it's gonna be on Amazon, right? Yes. Okay, so I'll make sure to put a link in there for the Amazon page. Uh so that way everybody can hear this interview, hear the chapter, and then go, Yep, you're right. I gotta go pick this up. And uh, they can just click on that link and go grab a copy of it. So well Okay, cool. Wonderful. Thank you so much again. It's been a real delight talking to you, Brenna. And I, I can't wait. I'm I'm really excited to hear this chapter. So ladies and gentlemen, we get to have uh first time in a while, it's gonna be uh, uh somebody reading from their first book. So not to add any more pressure to you before you start reading. <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Brenna Carricker with Chasing Light's Shadow. I turned and ran. I didn't know where to go, but I didn't stop. I couldn't go home. Randy knew where we lived. We had no family. I had no friends. I stopped at an intersection. The light turned red. A woman with a little boy stood and waited next to me. She eyed me as I paced back and forth while cars passed by. I eyed her back. She looked like she was in her mid-30s. She had short, blonde hair and kind brown eyes. Her little boy slurped on a sucker, his chubby hand firmly held by hers. Maybe I could ask her for help. Maybe she could take me home with her and help me come up with a plan. Mothers did that, right? They had an instinct to help. Ellie! Randy's scream shot through me like a bullet, and I almost fell to my knees. I looked back to see him charging down the sidewalk toward me. The light was still red. The cars had thinned out, but they were still rushing by like a river. The woman's eyes caught mine. And for a split second, right before I stepped off the curb, 
I'm certain I saw sympathy. Ellie, you fucking idiot, Randy yelled as I ran into the street and dodged a minivan. Blaring honks reverberated around me as I sprinted across the street. I'm not sure if I was close to being hit because I kept my eyes on the sidewalk. I wanted to make sure if I did get hit and killed, the last thing I saw was anything but Randy's face. I stumbled over the curb but kept going. If I made it to the downtown area, it would be easier to hide. Downtown was a maze-like graveyard for condemned skyscrapers. I zigzagged through alleyways, not ever knowing where I was going, but certain it'd be hard to find me. What would Randy do if he caught me? Force me to count cards for him? I wouldn't put it past him. There were a lot of rumors I heard about him, and I saw him commit some of them with my own eyes. Randy was capable of very bad things. I tripped over the loose gravel and skidded to a halt. My heartbeat and labored breathing resonated down the narrow alleyway. I leaned against the wall of a dilapidated building and listened. Footsteps boomed around me, but I wasn't sure where they were going. My knees wobbled, promising to go out any second as sweat dripped into my eyes. I couldn't go any further. I didn't care anymore. I'd count cowards for Randy. Who cares? So I wouldn't be able to go to college. At least dad would be okay. I opened my mouth to holler at Randy when a spark of light, as if someone was reflecting sunlight with a mirror, caught my eye. It came from inside the building. I squinted and watched as the light fluttered down toward me. It landed on my nose like a butterfly. A tiny flame of warmth cascaded down me. Then, as leisurely as it trembled down to me, it flew back up and disappeared between two boards covering a broken window. I got on my tiptoes to see a balcony with a door about six feet up. No ladder. No stairs to lead up to it. Just a brick wall. I reached for the ledge, but I was about a foot too short. Ellie, where are you? You're not going to be able to hide from me. Randy's voice echoed down the alleyway, and it gave me enough of a jolt of adrenaline to jump up and grab onto the ledge. I jammed my feet into the small cracks between the bricks and hauled myself up. Fire burned through my arms, but I ignored the pain as I reached the top and popped myself on my hands and stomach. I stood on shaky legs and walked along the small balcony to the door. I wrapped my hand around the handle. It was freezing, which was odd because it wasn't cold enough to make a door handle feel icy. I opened the door a crack. A cold breeze of air welcomed me, or rather snubbed me. I ignored it and opened the door wider. It was dark, too dark for a building that had windows. The sound of footsteps echoed down the alleyway and I closed the door behind me, encompassing myself in darkness. And that was Brenna Carricker reading a chapter from her very first book, Chasing Light's Shadow. Hey, I told you she was awesome, didn't I? I such a wonderful interview, and I really wish her all the best. Make sure to click on the links for her book. It's available now. You can also find the links in there for where to follow her. We have links for our friends and sponsors for the show, so make sure you click on them. Show them how much you love us. Don't forget the word chapter when you go to check out at Scribner so that you can save yourself a little bit of money. And uh, lastly, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so that, that way you don't miss out next week when we come back with a new author, a new book, and a new sample chapter. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you again next week.